read from the King James Version of the Bible. Your Bible should read similarly. And David was greatly distressed. Somebody holler distressed. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man for his son and for his daughters. But David encouraged. Somebody holler encouraged. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Look at your neighbor if you're not too mean and say neighbor do not doubt yourself. Amen. Do not doubt yourself. I'm going to spend the next going to spend the next few weeks um, talking about self-doubt and in an effort to help us get past doubting ourselves knowing that God doesn't doubt us we doubt ourselves and the truth is uh, the worst kind of doubt is self-doubt because you can get past people doubting you but you cannot get past you're doubting yourself. I'm sure um, many of you, like me, remember the story growing up of the little engine that could. That I love that story because in it I was introduced to a little train with a little engine that had big dreams. Little train, little engines, big dreams. Have you ever noticed that big dreams oftentimes, most times come from people of little means? Just think about that. Big dreams most time comes from people of little means. People who have had to fight, people who have had to suffer, people who have had uh, to uh, live without, people who didn't come up on the right side of the tracks. I believe I got some people like that in here right now. People who had to see a way out when they were way in. Big dreams, Sister Daniels, comes most times from people of little means. This train was a little train, had a little engine, but he had big dreams. And when one looks at the task in front of this little engine, one could surmise because of the height, the height of the hills, the rough ter terrain of the mountains, and the depths of the valleys versus the simplicity of the engine that there was no way that this little engine could. There was no way that he could overcome the challenges that were set before him. Because he was the little engine. He also had other 
responsibilities. Sister Moses, he was the little engine. He wasn't the little caboose. Sister Swafford, him being the little engine meant that every train car that was connected to him was dependent on him. He wasn't just the little caboose. And, and, and I found out that people really don't want to be the engine, but they don't, they don't have a problem in the caboose. Because if you're the caboose and you don't make it, it ain't your fault. It's the fault of the engine that didn't get you there. Oh, we got a whole lot of caboose Christians. Sit back in the back and talk about the engine. Sit back and complain about everything. But wherever the train goes, it doesn't depend on them. All they got to do is hitch a ride. I got, got too many hit the ride folk in the church. If you're going to be on the caboose, least push, don't, don't drag. Look at your neighbor and tell them, push, don't drag. Use your feet to push, don't use them to drag. Task of the engine was difficult because not only did the engine have to worry about its own weight, it also had to worry about the weight of the, of the train cars that were connected to it. It would be one thing if the little engine only had to worry about the little engine. But Reverend Charles, the little engine couldn't just be concerned about the little engine because not only was it responsible for itself, it was responsible for all the other train cars that were connected to it. If he doesn't make it, they won't make it. If he didn't overcome, they wouldn't overcome. If he didn't survive, they wouldn't survive. It just looked like too much. The easiest thing for the little engine to do was to give up. The easiest thing for many of you here today when you were going through life saying, I think I can, the easiest thing to do was to throw in the cock, the towel. The easiest thing to do was to say, I can't. The easiest thing to do was to say I'm doomed to live this life of frustration. There's nothing bigger for me. There's nothing better for me. There's no future for me. Has anybody ever told themselves that in the midst of their agony, their pain, their frustrations, their anger, their angst, and the midst of going through the storms of life? Is there anybody here that's ever had that conversation with yourself and you said it's not worth it? Yes. Not work worth it. But instead of doing that, this little engine said, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And there are some little engines 
that are sitting in our midst today. There are some little engines that are listening to my voice. Life for you has not been no crystal stairs. You have been faced with difficult situations and situations and, and difficult circumstances and many times your defeat appeared certain. But instead of giving up, you kept on waking up. And Sister Deborah saying good morning to a morning that wasn't good to you. But instead of giving up, you kept on getting up. Putting one foot in, in front of the other saying one step at a time. Instead of giving up, you kept on looking up. Knowing that if God be for you, then who can be? against you instead of giving up you kept on speaking up and talking to yourself encouraging yourself telling yourself you've come too far to turn around now instead I wish I had somebody in here that almost gave up but found some fortitude to stay there and trust God and know that this thing is going to turn around sooner later I think I can. Somebody holler, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. That's the kind of folk I want around me at this season in my life. I want, I think I can people around me. I don't want, I think I can, or we can, or we ain't, or we never will, or we never gonna be, or we never gonna do it, we never gonna come, we never gonna go. I don't need, I'm too old for that now. I need some I think I can people. We need some I think I can people in the circle. Some I think I can people. People who say God's been too good to, to leave us now. Look at your neighbor say, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And that I found out I think I can can turn a frown into a smile. Oh, I found out that I think I can can turn rain into sunshine. I found out I think I can can turn a sad song into a joyous song. I found out I think I can will make a long journey a short journey. I found out I think I can will make a bow down head look up. I found out I think I can will make a bent back straight. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell him I think I can. Oh, Dexter, when they tell you your business not going to make it, you look at them and tell them, I think I can. Oh, God's brought too, too much, through too much for me to give up on him now. I think I can. I can. Daddy. And every time the little, little engine, Sister Holloway, says, I think I can, his wheels kept on turning. <laughs> Brother Silas, every time he said, I think I can, he moved up a little higher on the mountain. Brother Daniels, every time he said, I think I can, a little more smoke came out of chimney. Every time, every time he said, I think I can. Oh, he looked to his left and he was a little higher up the mountain. Kept on saying, I think I 
And today I come with great news to those who are thinking, I think I can. God sees you. He hears you. And he will reward your faithfulness. Uh, meet me at the text. David is our central character today. And daddy, he finds himself in the middle of a mess. While he's on his way to receiving God's miracle. You do understand that a miracle is birthed in a mess. You ain't even get that. Because if you'd have got that, you would, those that are in the mess would have ran around the building. You do understand that a miracle is birthed in a mess. Just like praise is birthed in a problem, a miracle is birthed in a mess. You need a mess to get a miracle. You ain't, you ain't heard me. You, you ain't heard me. You need a mess to get a miracle. You need a mess to get a miracle. You need a mess to get, see what's wrong with too many of us. We want the miracle, but we don't want to deal with the mess. But what you got to understand is God needs you in a messy place in order to give you a miracle. Pastor, I will. He's in the middle of a mess on his way to receiving his miracle. The Bible declares that while he and his men returned from Ziklag, the Amalekites had come into the city and destroyed their city, taking their wives children, and all of their belongings. Watch this. But the Bible says that although their loved ones, they took their loved ones, there was a reason to rejoice because they hadn't killed their loved ones. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. They were distant, but they weren't dead. They weren't home, but they weren't harmed. Calvary, somebody write this down because this is going to bless your spirit. Sometimes you have to look for the reason to be thankful. Sometimes you have to look for the reason to be thankful. Because every thankfulness opportunity, Sister Tish, ain't going to slap you upside the head. Sometimes you got to look for the reason to lift your hand. Sometimes you got to look for the reason to say, Lord, thank you. Sometimes you got to look for the reason to say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I see you. Lord, I'm following you. Lord, I'm going with you. Lord, I'm, I'm trusting you. Lord, I'm walking with you. Sometimes you got to look for the reason. Because the reason won't be right in front of you. Oh, your child is acting like somebody else raised them, but they still here to act. You got to look for the reason 
to say thank you. Oh, the job is not paying you as much as you want to make, but you still make it. Sometimes you got to look for the reason to be thankful. Oh, the doctor's report wasn't as good as you wanted it to be, but you still got to report. Sometimes you got to look for the reason to be thankful. Oh, there is a reason in every season and in every situation to lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. Sometimes you have to look for the reason. There is a reason in all things to be thankful. Because if it wasn't, the Bible would not have encouraged us to in all things give thanks. For this is a reason. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I know it looks bad, but there's a reason to say thank you. Tell God thank you for what you're going to do before you even do it. <laughs> thank you for where you're going to bring me from before you even bring me. I know you're dealing with some difficulties, but there is a reason to give thanks. Look at your neighbor if you're not too mean and tell them sometimes you got to look for the reason to say thank you. The devil wants to make you believe that with everything you are going through, there's no reason to tell God thank you. But the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. There's always a reason to say thank you. Somebody in here today, God is saying you don't know it. But there's still a reason to rejoice. The enemy may have taken your joy, but he hadn't killed your joy. He may have taken your peace, but he hadn't killed your peace. He may have taken your desire, but he hasn't killed your desire. Somebody ought to, somebody ought to, somebody ought to just give God some praise. He, because you know that the enemy tried to take it, but it's still alive. Now because the enemy has taken the loved ones of he and his men, there is discontent in the camp. Camp is in disarray. Members of the camp, it's in there, read it. It's a good story. Plenty of life practical lessons to be learned in this story. The, 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 the camp, Sister McGaskey, is going crazy. Folks who believed in the Lord are now running around like they don't even remember who the Lord is. The folks are in a disarray because their system, their protocol, 
disturbed. Life as they knew it has been broken. Is there anybody in here? Anybody in here? It's just a few of us. Ain't nobody going to tell you business. But is there anybody in here who, if you are going, you go the same way to work every day? You leave your house at the same time. Your routine when you wake up is the same exact routine. You brush your teeth the same way every single day. What happens if when you get on the road on your way to work and there's a detour? Your whole day is jacked up. You get to work and you say, Lord, this is going to be a bad day. I had to turn left on golf and I normally turn right. That means I had to go all the way around the circle. Then I had to hit 330. Then I had to get back on IT. Instead of going, instead of going west, now I'm going east. And then I had to get off on 90, turn back around, get back on I-10, going east. And now I'm here and I'm five minutes late and this day is just going to be a day from hell. The devil is busy. Then I got here and, and Mr. Larry is parked in my parking spot. He know I park there every week. Your day is in this array. And you don't feel right until you find somebody to blame for your situation. That's why you say the devil is busy, because you blame him. because their system has been broken. Now the Lord then already told them they're not dead. They're still alive. And I promise you I will always take care of you. But their system, the way that they did what they did has been disturbed. And because their system has been disturbed, the camp is looking for somebody to blame. They are looking for somebody to blame. And who better to blame than David? Because David is the leader, the blame falls on his head. People who have aspirations about leadership, you got to understand that credit is rare and blame is rampant. Credit is rare, but blame is rapid. You will find that it is difficult to find people who say good things about you. But it is easy to find people who say bad things about you. The same ones who want grace from you 
will not offer grace to you. The same people who are fine with their imperfections expect you to be perfect. Leadership is not a place that you should seek. Leadership is a place that you sent. Because when you seek it and you find it ain't easy, you'll quit it. But when you sit, when you find it ain't easy, you'll go to the one that sent you. And the one that sent you will let you know, if I sent you, I'll take care of you. I wish I had somebody in here who knows that if the Lord sends you, he will take care of you. These people, the same people that he has led, the same people that he has loved, now loathe him. And the Bible says they are seeking to kill him. Same people who pick you up when things are good will throw you away when things are not so good. The same people that followed him when everything was all right wanted to kill him when a little trouble showed up. People who are really with you cannot be deciphered when things are good. But when life happens and things get difficult, you'll find out who your ride or die is. Some of them folk that's been loving on you been fooling you. They love you because of the benefits of being with you. Because, of, because everywhere you walk, there's been a blessing. Everything you touch turn into gold. Every time you speak, it comes true. But there's going to come a time when what you touch is going to turn into rubbish. What you believe is not going to happen. There's going to come a time because life just happens that way. When things are going to turn around and the same one that was on top of the world is going to end up under the world. But you got to be careful about people that are with you. When you're on top of the world, you need some folk that's going to be with you. When the world is on top of you. Watch this, because if enough of us are under the world together, guess what we can do? We can lift that bad mamma jamma up together, because together we got strength. Divided, we are weak. That's in the text. That's why you can't get caught up with people. You always have to remember your purpose. I'm going to say that again. Don't get caught up in the people. Always remember your purpose. Because the people would have made David quit. But his purpose made David pray. Look at your neighbor and tell him, don't forget to pray. Don't forget to pray. Seek the Lord's presence. David is in a rough place. 
But even that is, that is even good news. Because God meets you in your rough places. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. God meets you in your rough places. Your difficult times. Your tears and frustrations are the places that God shows up. You crying in a situation that you should be celebrating because God's going to meet you there. Not to keep you there, but to bring you out of there. David understand that God will meet you in your rough places. He met Moses at the Red Sea. He met the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. He met Noah in the belly of the whale. He met Sarah in a barren situation. Daniel in the den of lions. He met Joseph in the pit. He met you in your rough places. He meets David in his rough place. David asked Apathar the priest to bring the ephod. The ephod was a sacred vestment that was sworn, that was worn by the high priest when he was preparing to enter into the presence of the Lord. And when he was preparing to hear from the Lord, when he was preparing to communicate with the Lord, the priest had to get ready. He couldn't just show up and think that he would hear from the Lord. He had to get ready to seek the Lord's presence. He had to be prepared to hear from the Lord. You have to be prepared to be in the presence of the Lord. After he seeked the Lord's presence, he then sought the Lord's permission. David said, I need to know what you want me to do. I know what I want to do, but I've got to make sure that I'm in the will of God. Because sometimes my will for myself is not God's will for me. So I got to make sure I'm in the will of God. I got to make sure that I'm following his instructions. I don't want my personal desire to hinder your provisional destiny for my life. I'll do what you tell me to do. And I'll go where you tell me to go. But I need to make sure I'm in your will. Because when I'm in your will, I know I cannot fail, and I won't be defeated. I know when I'm in your will, no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Then God said, go, and you shall surely recover everything that was taken from you. Last thing, stand on God's promises. Somebody in this room, the Lord is telling you to go. Get your stuff that the enemy stole from you. But he did not tell, uh, did not, he did not kill it. He just stole it. Go and recover everything that you thought you lost. The enemy is holding your stuff. He doesn't have your stuff. He's just holding your stuff. God says don't give up. I know the task ahead looks difficult, looks like you cannot win, but I don't want you to quit. Be just like the little engine 
that could. You got to encourage yourself. Got to tell yourself, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Oh, and keep on waking up every morning. Telling the Lord, thank you for another day. And while you're going through that day, encourage yourself. When folk turn their backs on you, encourage yourself. When they say your business will not prosper, encourage yourself. And get yourself around some people who encourage you too. And know that if God be for me, then who can be against me? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do not doubt yourself because God put something on the inside of you that if you weren't going to make it, you would have lost a long time ago. But look at somebody and give them a high five and say, neighbor, you don't know like I know where the Lord has brought me from. And every time I think about how good the Lord's been to me, I can't help myself but to tell myself I will be what God says I will be. I will go where God says I will go. I will do what God says I will do. Keep on telling yourself, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Then Jesus will step in and your message will change from I thought I could to I knew I could. I knew I could. I knew I could. Look at me now. I made it through the storm. Look at me now. I made it over the mountain through the valley and over the hill is there anybody here that ain't afraid to testify i knew i could i knew i could i knew i could and calvary hang in there don't give up don't throw in the towel keep trusting god and we'll stand together in that great day and say we knew we could we knew we could, we knew we could, cause God's been good. Shout yes, shout yes. Look at somebody, tell somebody, don't doubt yourself. 